You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Hello, and welcome to episode 144 of the Soul Forge podcast. That's gross. Welcome to the Soul Forge, a place of silent mystery, quiet contemplation, and outright mayhem. Join your host, Sean Vanderloo, as he guides you through the adventures of living. Together, we'll talk about life and love, sex and dating, joy and heartache, memories and loss, and so much more. Don't worry, it's not nearly as pretentious as it sounds. Get ready for life, the universe, and everything on The Soul Forge. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast in these troubling and trying times. 144. That's one gross. That's a dozen dozen episodes for your listening enjoyment. And uh, you know what? It's... um, Okay, I, I didn't want to even bring up this topic, even touch on it a little bit, but everything over the past week has been uh, indicating that I need to or that I should. Uh, people have suggested it, all kinds of things like that. So we all know that it's the crazy COVID-19 virus pandemic, all that crazy crap is going on. And so I guess I have to kind of do an episode about it. Not that I wanted to. Uh, But as I thought about it over the week, what the heck am I going to talk about on this week's podcast? It's got to be something um, entertaining and relevant. And I I like to make my content evergreen, which means that you can listen to it at any time over the next 50 years, and it's still going to be somewhat relevant. Uh, Is this episode going to be relevant in 50 years? Is it going to be relevant next year? I don't know. Is the world going to survive the, the, the coming apocalypse? Are we even having an apocalypse? Are people just overreacting? I don't know. Okay, so coronavirus time. And what brought up this whole thing? Uh, a few different people suggested it, actually. Uh, for instance, Tracy today texted me and said, An idea for this week's podcast is what we're grateful for now and throughout your life. Which is good. Which kind of dovetails into the whole thing here of... Uh, Is it the end of times, or is it the best of times, the worst of times, you know, whatever. And earlier in the week, one of our favorite listeners to the podcast, Richard from Australia, suggested a different kind of fun episode. Not a grateful type thing, but similar. Uh, He says, a suggestion for an episode, given all the hysteria and craziness going on with the virus, borders closing, bans on public gathering and all the rest that make it feel like we're in a movie, I was thinking maybe a topic could be along the lines of, I may die soon. What are the crazy things I'd want to do before I did? You know, like, I don't want to die a virgin. I want to be with that forbidden someone that you've always wanted. Or rob a bank, spend money on a huge feast with the most expensive things. That kind of stuff. So that that got me thinking. And then I was looking through my uh, Facebook memories the other day. An image came up from a year ago, and it was a meme that said, If you woke up tomorrow with no fear, what would be the first thing that you would do? And I'm like, well, holy crap. All right. Everything's telling me if it's the end of times or if we had no fear, what are we What are we doing? What the heck? What the heck's going on here, guys? What are we going to do with ourselves? How are we going to survive this? So that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about if we had no fear. Tracy's topic suggestion of what we're grateful for may dovetail into this as well. I'm not exactly sure 100%, but 
But uh, I'm definitely grateful for my health, that's for sure. And I'm grateful for all you lovely listeners out there as well. So before we get into the main topic, we're going to go ahead and play a promo for the 42Cast, which is another podcast right here on the ESO Network. The answer. The ultimate answer to fandom, geekiness, and everything is 42. That's right, Broad Speculation, and on the 42Cast, we bring you drama-free discussions on television shows, movies, video games, novels, and comics. So don't bother thinking about the question, just go straight to the answer. It's only on the 42Cast, your ultimate answer to fandom, geekiness, and everything. Lovely promo. Thanks, 42Cast. You guys rock. You remember I said I had the meme, the memories from a year ago. If you woke up tomorrow with no fear, what would be the first thing that you would do? And I got a whole bunch of comments on it. And actually, I posted it again today in the Soulforge Facebook page, which I hope you're all following. And uh, only got one response from our good friend Frank. And he said, uh, skydiving or mountain climbing. Um, So I'm just going to read some of the responses from other people. And my cousin Megan had said last year, this is all responses from a year ago, she said, skydive or bungee jump, only if I could have pictures taken. And Pierre said, live my life. And Heather said, have coffee. And then, oh, the things I do and the places I'd go. Uh, Alex said, I'd walk into the next congressional meeting and tell them what I really think about them. And Kitty, one of my uh, co-hosts on the Rusted Robot podcast, said, Oh, that sounds dangerous. Fear keeps me from doing terrible things. And Gail said, uh, Sleep peacefully for the first time in years. There, that's something that I can relate to. Uh, Sarah said, Maybe get my first tattoo, which is a great answer. And uh, Kelly said, I asked my eight-year-old grandson, and his response was, Swim with crocodiles. So those were some of the answers that I got last year. I looked up Facebook memories the other day. It was actually from three years ago. And it said, My biggest fear as a child was one day ending up like Relic from the Beachcombers. Now, if you don't know who Relic and the Beachcombers are or were, uh, that was a Canadian television show in the 70s and 80s. And Relic was kind of a, a bum fisherman guy. And he collected all kinds of stuff. Nobody really liked him very much. But he, uh, he was a rascally lovable character. If you've never watched The Beachcombers, oh, that's classic Canadian television. You owe it to yourself to go ahead and watch it. Thinking about this whole fear idea and what we would do in the end of times, I've thought about this a lot over the years because I have watched a heck of a lot of apocalyptic television shows and movies. Of course, we all know the classic Mad Max series. There's nothing left. Uh, We're all looking for gas slaves and and food and all that kind of stuff so there's there's mad max series there's the walking dead television series of course there's world war z all kinds of different zombie films so many different shows i can't even think of them all right now i should have actually compiled a list i bet there's a whole bunch of them Uh, but it doesn't matter You, you guys have seen them you know what i'm talking about what would i do if uh if i knew the world was coming to an end i don't have a good answer for this actually surprisingly enough I don't know. I I guess I kind of just do what I want when I want anyway, for the most part. Uh, I've got my tattoos. I don't want to swim with crocodiles. I I wouldn't mind bungee jumping, but it's not something that I really need to do, uh, or skydiving or mountain climbing. I don't don't care about that kind of stuff. So really, I don't know. I think I just want to spend the last little bit with with loved ones. Just have great conversations and just, just be with them at the end. Maybe that's a boring answer, but that's pretty much what it is. Now, a funny thing is, 
like I said, I've, I've thought about this kind of scenario a lot over the years. And I remember that um, when Facebook first started, they had a feature, and I think you could still use it, but uh, nobody does, but a, a thing called Notes. So if you had like deep thoughts that were longer than a status update, you could write something. So I was looking through my notes, and I came up with one here, and it's from 2008. Uh, the funny thing is, it was published March 19th, 2008. Um, I'm recording this March 17th, 2020, but it's going to come out March 19th. So this episode is going to come out 12 years to the day that I published this Facebook note. So I'm just going to read it. It's, it's pretty much what I used to think about. Going back to your old thoughts, it's, uh, it's kind of weird. So this is called Surviving the Coming Apocalypse. And I think I spelled apocalypse wrong. Huh. I guess nobody ever caught that either. But I guess I've been uh, prepared for it, or I have thought about it for a long time. So here goes. Okay, so here are some more of my thoughts about the future and its scariness. As you can probably tell, I've been doing a lot of thinking about this. These are my thoughts for surviving whatever may be coming in the next decade or so. Basically, I'm giving myself a four-year timetable here. I figure I would like to have everything ready by the summer of 2012. Now, skipping out of the note here for a quick second, I never did any of this stuff. I'm not prepared. I don't have 17 cases of toilet paper, I don't have 40 crates of bottles of water, uh, I don't have a pantry filled with canned goods, and uh, what, else is, what else are people uh, going for? I guess um, pasta, all the spaghettis, canned goods, tons and tons of bread, all the milk, like everything in the stores are completely sold out, borders are closing. All the public gatherings are uh, disappearing. Uh, in fact, my dentist called me yesterday. I have an appointment for uh, two weeks from now, and now I don't have an appointment for two weeks from now because they canceled it because of the coronavirus. Back in March of 2008, I was giving myself a four-year timetable to get all of this stuff ready, and obviously I never did it. So back to the note. First of all, there are good reasons as to why I am concerned about the future of our species. There are certain indicators that are pointing to something big coming about very soon. Number one, gas prices have been climbing for the last seven years. There's no end in sight. The oil will soon be gone. Number two, China is on the move. They have too many people and not enough land, and they want oil. Number three, Canada has a lot of natural resources and a lot of empty land. Number four, economic, socio-political, and species diversity collapse. Everything is slowly falling apart. Five, the Mayans predicted the end of the world on December 21st, 2012. Six, in 2012, there is supposed to be a massive planetary alignment. Could cause a global shift. Number seven, ice caps are melting really fast. Global warming, magnetic pole reversal is imminent. Now, obviously, uh, the world didn't end eight years ago, so I guess I don't have to worry about that. But when it was uh, four years away, then uh, yeah, I, I might have been a little bit concerned. Back to the note. Therefore, I feel it's a good idea to be prepared for a disaster of some sort. There is, of course, no way to be prepared for everything. For instance, if the world is shifted from its orbit, we're all going to die unless we build a generational ship to get a bunch of us off the planet before disaster strikes. So, my plan to save myself and as many of my friends and family as possible is quite clear. I will outline it below. This plan assumes that the world is not going to blow up. The first step is to get about 40 to 60 acres of land in a nice, quiet, out-of-the-way place. Preferably, the land would have a stream or river running through it, and trees in a very rural area, or at least easily hidden from the road. Then, 
we build a house with a basement. The basement would have a secret exit, leading to another large room. This large room would have many sections. One section would have a large communal sleeping area because you never know how many people are going to live there. So I think that 30 sets of bunk beds would just about cover it, and we'd need a nursery off to one side of this bedroom section. Another section would be devoted to communal activities, meetings, eating, planning, that sort of thing. The most important section is the supplies pantry. We're going to need lots of supplies. Bottled water, medical kits, canned food, military rations, blankets, beef jerky, socks, underwear, boots, hats, mitts, gardening equipment and seeds, batteries, matches, survival gear, guns and ammo, and anything else we can think of. The other essential supply is as many cases of plastic bottles of rum in the 750 millimeter size as we can cram into the storage center. If there are other survivors, booze will be the currency of exchange. Money will be useless, so we better have something to trade with. Now, this hidden bunker room is enormous. It is attached to the basement of the house by a 20-foot tunnel. The room is going to be underneath a structure like a shed, garage, or Quonset hut. It will be made from reinforced concrete, and the walls should be at least 2 feet thick. The room will be 15 feet below the ground level with a huge water reservoir tank above to protect us from solar flares, and also to keep us supplied with water other than what is in the bottles, and the river of course. There should be at least two other exits in case of emergency. So, we have a bunker, we have food and water, enough to supply at least 60 people for three years. The property also must be easily defensible. Around the perimeter of the land, there will be cameras to track incoming traffic. As much as possible, the land will be extremely difficult to get to. The tree barrier will be as thick as it can be. There will be fences, as well as hidden traps, such as spike holes and snares. We will also have patrols and pillboxes and other offensive and defensive structures. If we can be near or in the mountains, we will be. And the further up north we are, the better to keep people away. So, to recap, we have an isolated farm, plenty of food, supplies and weapons, a great and massive storage bunker, plenty of people to start up a little community once the danger has passed. Hopefully, we will be, we will be able to get everything ready within four years. That's the plan. And that right there, my friends, is the end of the note. So I th thought about it, and I planned it out, and thinking back on it, I don't think that's necessarily the best way to set up a bunker. Maybe 20 feet of tunnel is not nearly enough. Maybe we need more than 30 bunk beds for 60 people. I don't know. Uh, it was just my thought experiment. And I got a bunch of comments, so I'm going to read some of those. Uh, Renee said... Hope you're collecting solar panels or saving up gas for your generators. Perhaps a windmill or two. Gonna need something to power that surveillance equipment. And he goes on to say, You may want to consider some basic medicines and vaccines. You know, in case of a headache, bird flu, chicken pox, or even a band-aid or two. And then I responded to him, I guess, and I said, uh, Hey, I put medical kits into the list. Totally forgot about mentioning or planning anything to do with power. I'll have to think about those windmills and solar panels. And then Stephanie responded and said, Uh... I'd think about a plot of land a little farther south or having a greenhouse unless you want everyone to die of malnutrition. Three years on military rations will make for a very weak community. And Renee went back and said, uh, you don't want to catch the scurvy and lose all your teeth. And of course I said, that's the reason we have all that land and the seeds for the farming part and we've got lots of canned foods too. And then my brother Curtis said, have you prepared a list of all the professions we need in the bunker? I'd say at least two doctors. You need a dentist for the scurvy. I'd like a comedian, a funny one proctologist to get all the splinters out from the outhouse usage. Probably don't need a lawyer, but I guess it wouldn't hurt in case the world comes to order. An accountant, 
to determine good rum trades. I'll volunteer for that position, because as you guys know, he's an accountant. Uh, a mechanic and an engineer are crucial. Now I'm thinking we can probably get a university to jump all over this idea. It can develop new green energy, really bring all the different departments together in one common project. But most importantly, I request there be a whole room dedicated to toilet paper and toothpaste and other personal hygiene essentials. If we have to make new babies, I don't want to have to worry about hairy armpits and spam breath. And look at Cardus being prescient and knowing that toilet paper was going to be the hot commodity in the apocalypse. Who knew? I would have never suspected that at all. His wife said, uh, I think you need a personal support worker too, smiley face, because that's what she is. Uh, my brother says, uh, I'll be the, the debt to your new economy. And then Curtis's wife, Kate, said, uh, you can work security. We're all very funny, and uh, that's what's going on. People had ideas, and no nothing ever came to fruition. Nobody's planned. Uh, I haven't had a room full of toilet paper and toothpaste. Um, I don't have bottles and bottles and bottles of rum in the 750 milliliter range to uh, to supply trade with all the bad guys or other surviving bands of humans. So that's enough about fear. I, I think for the most part humanity is going to be okay. We're going to survive. Uh, you know you just have to protect yourself, be cautious, make sure that uh, you wash your hands and cover your mouth when you cough and, and all that kind of stuff. Don't go around uh, licking hand railings or your friends or just doing weird things. Don't don't lick any shopping carts. Maybe have some hand sanitizer. Just, you know, normal precautions. Just, just be hygienic. Uh, but I, I got uh, something here that I came across. Since the Soul Forge podcast is about uh, mental health and well-being and that kind of stuff for the most part, or some part anyway, it's not always about that, I've got some tips for managing anxiety during a pandemic. Number one, stay informed, but take breaks from the news. That's important because that's the only thing we're seeing or hearing about is coronavirus, COVID-19, blah, 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 blah. We're all dying, blah. You know, side note, what happened to COVIDs 1 through 18? Didn't hear about those and now we've got 19? Huh, the sequel number 20 is going to be even worse, I bet. But anyway, back to the, uh, the guidelines here. Managing anxiety during a pandemic. Number two, follow guidelines as they are but don't go overboard. Number three, focus on what is in your control. That's important because most of the stuff you can't control. You can't control other people. You can only control yourself. Number four, ramp up the self-compassion. Yeah, that's a good idea. Number five, practice mindfulness. Hand washing is a great time to try this. And number six, continue with your regular self-care. So those are all very important. Um, try not to let everything overwhelm you and uh, make you feel like you're out of control. Because the world is out of control. Uh, I haven't seen any looting or anything like that yet in the news, but I'm, I'm su kind of surprised, actually, that uh, people aren't raiding stuff. Raiding homes, raiding pharmacies, raiding this or that and the other thing. Uh, we're not in a full-blown movie-type scenario yet, which is good, and I hope we don't get there. You know, I've prepared my entire life for the end of times, and I thought it would be a lot more fun than this, and it's not. I haven't gone crazy. I haven't. I haven't even really gone to a store in the last week because I'm. I'm not worried, and I think maybe I'm underreacting. Is that possible? It. I guess it's possible. I don't. I don't really know, but the case is that things are happening, and uh, for the most part, it's all out of our control. So just take care of yourself. Take care of your friends. Take care of your family. Do do the social isolation if you have to. If you've gone into the country, uh, isolate yourself for the two weeks or the fourteen days or wherever they're saying wherever you are. Go watch some Netflix or read a book. 
take uh, take a break from the news like you should. Speaking of books, the Mark Manson's book review is coming up with Tracy and I fairly soon. Uh, I haven't gotten any questions from you guys. Remember, SoulForge is a collaborative process. You're as much a part of the podcast as I am, as the host. So get us your questions. Send me an email, soulforgepodcast at gmail.com. Questions, comments, or concerns, thoughts, or ideas about Mark Manson's uh, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, that would be awesome because Tracy and I need some uh, stuff to talk about just besides our own thoughts on the book. Give us some feedback, guys. That would be awesome. And, oh, another thing that happened. Let me just pull up my website here, soulforgepodcast.com. I recently added a support button to the Facebook page. Actually, both to Soulforge Podcast and Rusted Robot Podcast page. Uh, You can support me on Ko-fi or Coffee. It's K-O-F-I. I've got my username as Rusted Soul, so I believe it's... Actually, let me just go to click on the link here, and it says, yes, uh, ko-fi.com slash rusted soul. You can buy a coffee for Rusted Soul to support the podcast. It's a it's a one-time donation. It's not like a recurring thing like Patreon. I've heard a couple other uh, podcasters talk about Kofi or coffee, and I thought it was a good idea. My goal is for recording equipment because I record on a $15 microphone attached to my iPad and it's old and I need a better piece of recording equipment so I can go traveling around and doing interviews and stuff with people, that kind of stuff. So I've got a $500 goal. I'm 6% of the way there because I, uh, I started this thing, what, two days ago, I think Sunday. And Julie, Karen, and Gail were nice enough to provide donations uh, you can buy one coffee, you can buy as many coffees as you want. Uh, each donation is three bucks, so it's it's a very small amount. And if you want to support the work that I do here on this or the other podcast, it's definitely appreciated. Uh, it's a one-time thing. You can do it monthly, you can do it once. But, you know, if you go ahead and do it, it's not going to recur automatically, like Patreon does, which is a monthly subscription fee. This is just a one-time thing. Do it as much or as little as you want. And if you do... It's appreciated. Uh, I definitely appreciate you guys because you're all awesome and appreciate everything that you do. That's what I've got to talk about this week. Fear and the things we would do on the bucket list and the crazy survival scenario that I had 12 years ago. That's the end of the podcast for this week. Next week will be a more fun and exciting episode. I don't know what the plan is yet. But until next time, thanks for coming by. And remember, I survived bullying, SARS, dating narcissists, Y2K, bankruptcy, 2012, losing loved ones, the cancellation of Firefly, and the blizzard of 1985. I may be immortal. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Soul Forge Podcast. Your support is greatly appreciated, and we hope you'll tune in again next time. Remember that you can visit soulforgepodcast.com for all of our social media links, and don't forget to share the show with everyone you know. The Soul Forge Podcast is your best source for living your best life. Think about it. I tried to imagine how it happened. Did you lick the subway pole at Bathurst? Yes, it really got me thinking what the hell you were drinking when you chugged that stranger's beer you found in the kitchen. I know, you know, we know that we never sneeze into our elbow and it's fine. 
I know you know we know that we don't wash up before we eat. I hope that's fine. But if I had the COVID, you come over right. If I coughed on you, you'd stay the night. Would you make me some soup and tea? Got enough till 2023. If I had the COVID, you'd come over right. Quarantine two weeks, we'd start to fight. Bought a thousand toilet paper rolls. Found the last of it at my Costco. If I had the COVID, you'd come over right. <coughs> <clears throat> right? <coughs> <clears throat> if I had the COVID, you'd come. <laughs> oh, I don't uh, feel very good. Yeah, I me neither. Hey, you want to go on a cruise? <clears throat> sure. Chris, you want to go? Yeah. Let's hey! go. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.